Hello, and welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. At GVC, our mission is simple. It's to love God, love people, and love life. This year, we want to reach further into the glory and the presence of our God and experience Him like we never have before. This year is going to be different. Can you feel it? I know you will be blessed by the message and the word that God has for you today. Here we go. Realize every sheep needs a shepherd. Uh, This is God's plan. This is his God's way. And so God will place each one of us as a Christian in a local church under the care of a pastor uh, where we can grow spiritually. We can be nurtured. We can be protected as a young believer. We can be encouraged. We can be preserved as a mature believer. And where we can receive the necessary impartations, knowledge, spiritual equipment to put us on the right path to fulfilling our destiny in life, uh, business, family, ministry, whatever the case uh, may be. You know, I often say that the local church is where we find our significance as a Christian. It's where our individual purposes are discovered within the context of the corporate purpose. Does that make sense? None of us were created to be an entity unto ourselves. Because we're in Christ, our lives, our purposes are interconnected. So once again, uh, where we go to church is very important. And that discovery of that significance primarily takes place within the context of the local church. And you know, the local church is also where we establish relationships, isn't it? Where we encourage one another, we mutually supply and strengthen one another. Uh, That's why in these times we're living, uh, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25 is very significant. I'm sure you've heard it over and over. But notice, this is the word of God. What does it say? Not forsaking. The assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I like uh, once again, the NIV says, let's not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let's encourage one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Some of you may have seen that cartoon, you know, on on Facebook. Uh, You know, Brother Jones passed away and he's up at the pearly gates. Peter met him there at the pearly gates. He's checking the roll and he says, oh, yes, Mr. Jones, I see your name here. Oh, I also noticed that you didn't actually go to church, but you did watch it online. He said, so uh, you won't actually get to go into heaven, but you may watch it online. You know that's a joke, but still kind of applicable, isn't it? You know, the reality is, man, I would never be where I am in my personal life if it were not for my continual and constant relationship with the local church throughout my life. I was born, raised in the local church. I started serving in the local church uh, as a 16-year-old boy. I was trained in the local church. I met my wife in the local church. Our ministry was launched from the local church. And a strong portion and emphasis of our ministry today is still to the local church. That's why I love and appreciate, just as the Father does, the local church. Can you say thank God for the local church? 
So we said, you know, once again, where we go to church is not so much a matter of personal preference or choice as much as it is a matter of divine placement. I said to you, there's several reasons for that. First of all, God knows what we, each one of us, are going to need in life along our journey. The, 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 the wisdom, the knowledge, the impartations, the spiritual equipment necessary uh, to keep us from the snares of the enemy, to keep us on the path toward fulfilling our divine purpose. And he also understands the relationships that need to be formulated and cultivated in our life. And many of those relationships are formulated within the local church. So first of all, uh, we understand what we need. But then second, it's not all about what we can receive. Equally important, friends, is what each one of us can supply. How many of you know there are not only personal destinies, but there are corporate ones? And so God gathers personal, individual believers, and he places them in a corporate setting to fulfill a vision or desire that is in the heart of God. A very great passage of scripture here in Exodus 31. Uh, notice in verses uh, 1 through 6 and also verse 11, uh, God speaking to Moses. God had given Moses the uh, commission to build the tabernacle, remember? And so they get out in the desert out of, after leaving Egypt. And uh, they take up an, uh, an offering, $10 million from a bunch of homeless people. Praise God. To build this tabernacle. But I want you to notice what God said. Verse 31, the Lord spake to Moses saying, See, I've called by name Bezil, the son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him, notice, with the Spirit of God. In wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. To design artistic works. To work in gold and in silver and in bronze. In the cutting of jewels for setting. In carving wood and to work in all manner of workmanship. And I've appointed with him Aholiab the son of Ahishma of the tribe of Dan. And I put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans. Now I want you to notice this phrase. That they may make all that I have commanded you. Now look in verse 11. And the anointing oil. And the sweet incense for the holy place. According to all that I have commanded you Moses. Shall they do. Isn't that awesome? So what we know is that when God calls a pastor and he places them in a city with a vision, he simultaneously calls a people, if they're listening, to be in the right place with the right company at the right time with the gifts, the graces, the, the abilities, the resources necessary to bring that vision into full fruition. Can you see that? So it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. That's why I always tell people, never let 
anyone or anything separate you from your God-appointed placement in the body of Christ as it pertains to the local church. Because through the years, I've been around long enough to see sometimes people leave churches, they get offended, uh, they, you know, there's disagreements, offense, uh, maybe they, they've gone through dis, uh, personal disappointments in life, and because of that, they, they fall away, you know. And, and that's not only tragic for the individual, because it can hinder uh, their long-term fulfillment and maybe impact their family. Not to manipulate people, but simply to say uh, that that can be a, a result. But also, does it not only impact that individual's life, but it, it can potentially hinder the vision of that local church from coming to full fruition because God placed them there with something to supply. Does that make sense? Now, we understand people transition in life. By the leading of the Holy Spirit, we get that. But I believe there's a significant blessing for people who will remain faithful in their God-appointed God place. I believe there's an eternal reward. So once again, how many of you believe you're in the right place? Man, my encouragement to you as we progress and the coming of the Lord draws near and all the things that are unfolding in this dispensation, let's stay in the house. Let's stay plugged up with the family. Why? Because we're going to need each other. Some of the most important relationships in my life were formulated within the context and the community of the local church. So it's very important. Now, I said all that to say, looking at you this morning, you know, I know that you've been faithful. This is a beautiful facility. There's a great group of people sitting here. I know that you've got a commission uh, by God to reach this community. And my affirmation is, and my declaration is, and I know you'll agree with me, the best is yet to come. So it just seemed good to me and the Holy Ghost this morning. That with all the negativity in this world, all the bad news, that you and I... Uh, as Genesee Valley Church this morning, that we should celebrate the goodness of God in this house. What do you mean? Call to mind personally, corporately, as a church, as a people, as an individual, call to mind the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, uh, what he has done for us in our lives, corporately, personally, and celebrate those things. Are you with me? So as we prepare to celebrate, see, there are some services that are, uh, what do you call, uh, when you're just watching, you're not participating, you're observing, spectating. Some services are for spectators and listeners. This morning is for participators. And there's a time for that, right? Oh, we're going to do it. Amen. But I want to I lay a little groundwork so you know we're scriptural. All right? So in the Old Testament, you know, there's a priesthood. How many of you know there was a priesthood in the Old Testament from the tribe of Levi? And it was the responsibility of the priesthood to offer... The various sacrifices that were required as uh, ordinances of worship under the old covenant. They had daily sacrifices, weekly sacrifices, annual sacrifices, wave offerings, grain offerings, offerings given for restored health. I mean, you name it, they had it. And it was the responsibility of the priesthood 
to offer those sacrifices in accordance with God's command on behalf of themselves and the people. What I want you to realize this morning is that in this New Testament dispensation, the institution of the priesthood still exists. How many of you know that? How do you know, Brother Marty? Because the Bible tells me so. Notice in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. Notice, you, speaking of you and I, you are a chosen generation. A what? A royal priesthood. His own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So the Bible says that you and I as the sons of God and the daughters of God in this New Testament dispensation, we constitute the New Testament priesthood. And as the priesthood, there are still sacrifices that are required as ordinances of the New Testament worship that you and I are to offer. Now, we understand that in the Old Testament, just to give you a little history, in the Old Testament, man is separated from God because of sin. And what do we know in Romans 6.23? The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, the scripture says the wages, the payment... The compensation necessary for sin is death. So God said, look, we've got a sin problem. So I'm going to have to devise a temporary solution for the nation of Israel where their sins are concerned. And this is what we're going to do. Every single year. And we're going to, to name this event. Once a year. Every year. We're going to have what we call a day of atonement. A day of payment, a day of compensation, where the sins of the people and the priesthood will be dealt with for one year. And here's what we're going to do. Every year on that day, the high priest will sacrifice a, 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 a goat on behalf of the people, a bull on behalf of the priesthood. He will shed the blood of that animal upon the altar. He will enter the Holy of Holies. He will sprinkle its blood upon the mercy seat. And God said, I will accept that blood as payment for the sins of the people for one year. You say, well, why blood? Well, Leviticus 17, 11 says, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I've given it to you upon the altar to make atonement or payment or compensation for your soul. So that blood being poured out was symbolic of the life of the animal in exchange for the life of the people as payment. And he said, we're going to do it every single year until I can send the final solution, which he did. Matthew 121. She shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. For he will what? Save his people from their sins. How? By shedding his own blood. The Lamb of God, slain from the foundations of the world, upon the altar of the cross, eternally purging and forgiving the sins of every single person who will receive that sacrifice. How many of you have received that sacrifice? 
Woo, glory to God. That's why the Bible tells us in Hebrews 9, 12, it wasn't by the blood of, of goats or calves, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Woo! First Peter chapter 8, 1, 18 and 19, what does it say? Look, it wasn't by corruptible things such as silver or gold, but by the precious blood of Christ. Verse 19. Amen. Can you say thank God? So that particular sacrifice, the sin offering, never has to be offered again. It was offered once and for all by the Lord Jesus Christ. But guess what? There are still sacrifices that are to be offered. It's not the blood of bulls, goats, pigeons, or doves. What are they? Well, the Bible tells us. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. Look what the scripture says. You as lively stones being built up a spiritual house. A holy priesthood. To offer what? Somebody tell me. Spiritual sacrifices. Acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So the, the sacrifices that you and I are to offer. As the New Testament priesthood are spiritual in nature and origin. And did you know the Bible tells us what those are? For instance, you know one of them. Romans 12, 1 through 2. Notice what Paul said. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you may present your body. A what? A living sacrifice. Holy acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or demonstrate what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So one of the sacrifices we're to offer is our lives, our body, moment by moment, day by day, a living lifetime sacrifice, which is our reasonable service. One translation says spiritual worship. So we know that, right? But the one I want to camp on is over here in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Woo! Are you getting ready? Because this is your responsibility and mine as the New Testament priesthood. It is our responsibility and our pleasure to offer the New Testament sacrifices. Here's one. Hebrews 13 and 15, therefore, by him, let us continually offer the what? The sacrifice of praise to God. And then he tells us exactly what that sacrifice consists of. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So this sacrifice requires demands the expression of the heart in thanksgiving to God through the lips or the mouth. Now in our modern Christianity, and I'm not knocking it, I'm just telling you, people will say, come on, let's give God praise. And everybody just begins to applaud, right? Well, there's a difference in praise and applause. A praise, uh, applause is an outward external action. Praise demands an internal response. 
So that's why it clearly says, now let me tell you what the sacrifice consists of. The fruit of your lips. Giving thanks to his name. So when somebody says, come on, let's give God praise. You can clap if you want to, but the mouth needs to be moving. The, the heart needs to be being expressed in what? Thanksgiving to God. How do you know that's true? The Bible tells us so. Notice Psalm 34 in verse 1. Look here. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be where? In my mouth. Psalm 71 verse 8. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your honor all the day. Now, I taught Bible school. I studied. And so in looking at the word praise in the Old Testament Hebrew language, there's about four or five meanings of the word praise. I'm going to give them to you. Okay, so as a New Testament priest, you understand how the sacrifice works and the manner in which it should be offered. Okay, <laughs> so the first one is the word praise in the Hebrew means to shine, shine. What is that? That has something to do with your countenance. Friends, a believer should lift up their countenance. You shouldn't walk around with an old, depressed, mully grub face. You're carrying the life and the light of God on the inside of you. Does that mean life's always grand? No. But you still got light life on the inside. So a part of praise, if you're going to offer it, it can't be, well, thank you, Lord. Man, there should be something emanating from your countenance, right? Somebody smile at me. <laughs> Amen. It's a lot more pleasant to look at a smile than a frown. And did you know, emotionally and psychologically, when you do the physical acting of smiling, just the action itself, psychologists and medical doctors will affirm this reality. It impacts the emotions. Absolutely. So if you feel depressed, just <laughs> smile. Amen. So shine, right? It also means to, I'm not making this up, make a show. Make a show. Obviously, there's something about praise that involves a demonstration. Something you can see that people are enjoying and participating in. Right? Shine. Make a show. Uh, the next meaning is... To boast. Boast. When you boast about something or someone, you're talking about how amazing they are. How awesome. What a great job, man. Woo, you're awesome. Right? Well, when you boast about God, that's what you're doing. Telling Him how almighty and faithful and amazing you are. Boasting. Right? So, to shine, to make a show, to boast. Now, here's the fourth one. It means to celebrate. If anybody on this planet has anything to celebrate, it's me and you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Do you know what celebration is? You ever been to a football game? Or a basketball game? Now listen, if you are a fan, right? I'm talking about a diehard fan of your favorite team. And you're there in the stands. And man, it's close. 
And dear Lord, they make a touchdown. I doubt very seriously that you stand there if you're a fan and say, well, isn't that wonderful, Martha? They made a touchdown. Are you kidding me? I mean, if you're a fan, you're jumping up and down. <laughs> you're dancing around a little bit. You're excited. Nobody thinks anything about it. Why? Oh, they're a fan, man. They're excited. Woohoo! Jesus did a lot more than take a bag of wind down the field. And I think you and I can get a little excited about it. I mean, there's going to be moments of the awesome presence of God in heaven. You better believe it. But there's going to be celebration. And you might as well get some practice in down here. Are you with me? Shine. Make a show. Boast. Celebrate. And the, and the final one is to speak or commend favorably. That means, once again, when you speak of someone uh, favorably or you're commending them, you're telling them what an awesome job they did or how you uh, feel like what they've done is, is amazing, right? So that's what we do. Father, thank you that you made us new creations in Christ. Thank you that you delivered us from the power of darkness. You translated us into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you that you brought us out of death into life. That you've raised us up and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Awesome job in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say celebrate. And then, of course, the Greek meaning of that word is once again, here it goes, a praise, the genuine, that means heartfelt, genuine confession. There's your mouth again. The genuine confession of facts in one's life that brings glory to God. So that's when we tell people, hey, you know what, man? I was lost. I was saved. I was depressed. I was delivered and set free and God's joy is now in my life. I was an alcoholic. I was a drug addict. And now uh, God has set me free. The genuine confessions of uh, and facts in your life that brings praise and glory to God. Does that make sense? So this morning we're going to offer the sacrifice of praise in the house. And guess what? It demands participation. Corporate participation. Notice 1 Chronicles 16, 34. All give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because He's good. And His mercy endures forever. He is worthy of it. Psalm 92 and verse 1. Look at here. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name. How many of you believe it's a good thing? To give thanks. I love that the living Bible. Notice it says in Psalm 92 verses 1 through 2. It is good. It's good. To say thank you to the Lord. And to sing praises to God who's above all gods. Look at verse 2. Every morning tell him. Thank you for your kindness. Every evening rejoice in all of his faithfulness. Man, don't you love that? Let me give you one more. Psalm 35 and 28. My tongue will speak of your righteousness and of your praise all day long. Here's the living Bible. I will tell everyone how good you are. 
I'll praise you all day long. So here's what we're going to do. And I felt led to do that this morning. Sometimes, guys, you just got to shake things off. I mean, there's such heaviness in this world, such negativity, and it'll get on you. But you know what? It can get off real quick when you start praising God. So here's what we're going to do corporately this morning. In a moment, not at this, not this moment, but in a moment. I'm going to have all of us stand. And I'm going to count to three. And when I do, I want every single person in this room to lift your voice in a shout of praise. A what? A shout of praise. That means when you open your mouth and with a loud voice, you start thanking and praising God for His goodness. I will tell everyone how good you've been. Right? You say, well, why do I have to shout? Well, you know, I don't know. But, the, the, you know, they say in the, uh, uh, for, what is that, that detergent for the tough stains, you got to shout it out. Sometimes, man, you just need to shout it out. And besides that, God loves shouting. <laughs> he does? Yeah. All you got to do is read the Old Testament. Every, almost every battle plan that he gave. Joshua Jericho, Gideon the Midianites, Israel and the Philistines. He would always say through the prophets, do this, 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 and then shout. You know, why? Well, Lillian B. Yeoman said it this way. Praise hastens victory. We could say it this way. Praise accelerates or activates victory. There's something about man when you let that shout of praise out to God from your heart. It sets things in motion. Do we have a scriptural precedent? Right here. You've read it many times. Acts 16, 25 and 26. Notice. That's my last scripture. Some of you are going, thank God. That's my last scripture. Notice. And at midnight. You admit you. Maybe you're in midnight this morning. You feel like, man, I got some bad stuff going on. They did too. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Thank God for your prayer. That's necessary. And sang praises unto God. In a real tiny little voice because they didn't want to disturb anybody. Is that what it says? No. All the prisoners heard them. So they were loud enough to get everybody's attention. And this is the part I love. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Now look at this part. And immediately... All the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. It wasn't just Paul and Silas's prison door. It wasn't just their bands. It was everybody in the vicinity. So this morning when we lift our shout of praise from your heart and we do it corporately, you know, the presence of God comes in. And I'm expecting prison doors to open. I'm expecting chains to fall off. Why are you going to lay hands on me? No. Just the praise of God. 
the power of God. As we praise Him, it will accelerate victory. I had a girl, she wrote me 10 years, they're in full-time ministry now, but 10 years after the fact, wrote our office, said, you know, 10 years ago, I was in a meeting you were facilitating. And she said at the end, you know, uh, we, everybody stood up and uh, I don't know what you taught on, but we just all started praising God. And you said, you know, uh, seems like we need to praise him a little bit longer. And she said, you know, I was sitting down there, never been in a service like that in my life, had my high heels on, my hair fixed, looking nice. And she said, I'd never been in a service, like I said, like that. She said, but I had this sense I mean, the praise is going, the music's going, that I should take off running. She said, you know how in 1 Kings 18, when Elijah took off running under the anointing and ran, outran the chariots all the way back to Jezreel. Now, brother, that is some speed. <laughs> That's supernatural. Anyway, she said, I was nicely fixed, and so I let it go by. And I, I didn't feel comfortable. She said, you got up there, and you said, somebody missed their opportunity. The Lord had told you to do something. You didn't do it. And I said, just obey him and you'll be, be blessed. So we started praising again. She said, that thing came on me again. That thing, the Holy Spirit. And she said, I just, I kicked my shoes off. And I took off running around that auditorium. And it was a big one. And she said, Mr. Blackweller, may I tell you that my entire life, I had chronic asthma. I couldn't run if I wanted to, but I knew I was supposed to. And she said, I took off running. And she said, when I got uh, uh, halfway around that thing, she said, I knew I was healed. And she said, that was 10 years ago. I've never had another episode of asthma. Isn't God good? Now that's why, because the Lord told her to. So you just respond like he tells you to, right? But one thing we all can do is shine celebrate, boast, make a show, right? And lift our voices. So we're going to stand in a minute and we're going to give a shout. All right. Then I'm going to ask different ones of you. Here's the participation part. As your heart prompts you, I'm going to ask you to come up here with me. I'm going to hold the microphone. And I'm going to ask you to give a, a short, concise testimony. Of something good that God has done for you in your life. If he helped you pay your light bill, come tell us. If he, has anybody ever been healed? If you've honestly ever been healed, raise your hand. I just want to see anyone ever. So, so many have been healed. If he's healed you, come tell us. If he's blessed a relationship or restored a relationship or delivered you from depression or drugs or alcohol. Hey, that's nothing to be ashamed of. That's something to celebrate. And he, the psalmist said, I'll tell everyone how good you've been. Now, I'll say this as nice as I can. This is not for a mini sermon, right? Or our latest revelation from the scripture. This is a testimony. We want the headlines. You know, newspapers, you got the headlines and the fine print. We want the headlines because if you get into too much of the fine print, it kind of slows it all down, right? So I want you to be bold. You say, well, I've never talked in front of anybody in my life. It doesn't have to be a long drawn process. Come tell us if he healed you, tell us. If he blessed you, tell us. If he restored your relationship, tell us. If he's blessed your kids, tell us. Are you with me? Helped you pay your bill. And I'm going to hold the mic so we can keep it nice and close to you. Right? And so, 
And then, so we're going to take a few testimonies like that. And then we're going to give one final shout of praise. And that praise is with significance. Because as we began, we thanked Him for what He has done. Then personally, but then this last praise, and I'll, I'll signal you, it's in anticipation of what God is going to do. If you're believing God to do something in your life, if you have a need, you've prayed your prayer, you've stood your faith, maybe today you just need to praise Him for it and expect its manifestation. Isn't it 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9, where it talks about, and maybe particularly in the ninth verse or somewhere in there, where it says, having not seen Yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. That means you haven't seen it yet, right? But you believe it just the same. And because you believe it is coming, God's heard your prayer. You're going to praise Him in advance, right? So everybody stand up. Somebody come help me move this pulpit back a little bit. If you don't mind, come guys, just, just scoot it back. I'll help on one side. Ready? You got it? All right, man. Thank you. Just put it right back over there. I got to get me some celebrating room. Now, listen, when you come up to give your testimony and, and uh, you can line up, you know, some on this side, some on this side, I'll motion to you. Okay, and they'll help you step up. The usher will help you step up on this side. And then we'll just take one at a time. You give your praise. What is this? We're in the sanctuary. And we're offering, as the priesthood this morning, the sacrifice of praise to our God. And guess what, man? It is well-pleasing to Him. <laughs> God's done a lot in this house. This ministry and the word that has gone forth, has it borne fruit in your life? Has it helped your family? Has it helped you personally? Come testify of the goodness of God. Are you ready? First, praise is a praise for all He has done for us in Christ. And we're going to start with a shout. You got me ready in the back. Alright, one. Now don't make me shout by myself. Alright, I will. But I'd rather be joined with all the voices. <laughs> now what did they say earlier? Open your heart. If you got to shut your eyes, just go ahead and let her rip. Nobody cares. We're all of the family of God. Are you ready? One. Two, three. We give you praise. Father, we thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, you've been so good to us, Lord. So gracious. So kind. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you praise in this house this morning. Come on, somebody. Make a show. Celebrate a little bit. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. You can give him praise. He woke us up this morning. Come on. Started us on our way. Give him the glory. Hey, give him praise. Woo! Give him glory. Give him praise. Come on, somebody. Give him the glory. Oh, give him praise. You know why? He woke us up this morning. He started us on our way. Give him the glory. Hey, 
give him praise. You know why? Hey, you've got a right to praise him. Everybody's got a right to praise him. You've got a right to praise him. You ought to praise the Lord. You've got a right to praise. I know you've got a right. Woo! Hey! You've got a right to praise Him. You know why? Hey, He woke us up this morning. That's good. Started us on our way. Give Him the glory. Hey! All right, my brother. We're going to take it down a little bit. Take the volume down a little. Now, I want somebody to come up here and testify of the goodness of God. They'll help you up. I'll take you one at a time. Come stand right here. Now, when he gets to the punchline, we're going to celebrate. Are you with me? Tell us how good the Lord's been to you. Headlines, headlines. Ten times. I have been freed of alcoholism 31 years ago, cancer 15 years ago, and shingles two weeks ago. <laughs> you're still here glory to God amen come on up tell us how good he's been to you I know he's been good to you in 217 they found a spot on my brain and I am totally healed for three years no signs an MRI to prove I had it MRI to prove it's gone <laughs> Woo! that's my Jesus come on Hey, you got. Tell us how good he's been to you. So God restored my church, my pastor, my family. He restored my heart. And he took care of me when I moved 800 miles away from home. Very little money, no place to stay, no church. And um, I'm coming to the end of a successful trip here in Michigan. So. <laughs> Beautiful. Come on. Tell us how good he's been to you. Woo! Come on, somebody! Tell us. Um, in May, my, um, the Troy Beaumont Hospital wanted to send my mom home to die. And um, we just kept believing God and kept praying and thanking Him. And she's still thriving and doing well today. Glory to God! Beautiful! <laughs> Come on! Hey, yeah! Tell us how good it's been to you. A restoration in my body, my marriage, and my kids. <laughs> And another one on the way, praise the Lord. Here, I come right here to you. I'll come right here to you. You want to come up? All right, come on. Woo! Glory to God. Tell us. I have four great grandbabies. My fourth one was born three months early. When she finally went home, she had a tube. Two weeks ago, they took the tube out. Praise God! <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Come on, honey. Oh, praise the Lord. Tell us how good. This is the sacrifice of praise. Well, it's been about two and a half years. My daughter, sorry, was in a terrible car accident where she was hit on the expressway as a pedestrian with two cars. And she passed on the side of the road with me. But God brought her back. She's here with me today. Resurrection power. Oh, come on. Somebody praise God with her. Amen. Come on up here. Let me help you. God bless you. Thank you, man. 
All right, tell us how good he's been. 2007, I was told I would never be able to have babies, and three months later, I was pregnant with my daughter, and I've got two. A year and a half ago, my marriage was on the brink of divorce, and now we're better than ever. And February, I had shingles, and my arm was like, felt like it was on fire. I was told that would last up to months, and then came to church one Sunday and haven't had any pain since. (laughs) Come on, somebody celebrate a little bit. (laughs) Come on up, brother. Glory to God. Tell tell us how good he's been. I tell you what, 2010, I laid on the ground not knowing who I was, not able to talk, had a traumatic brain injury, had no balance left in my brain, back broken in three places, shoulders tore apart. Here I am today, I can walk. (laughs) Everything! Because Jesus is my Lord. Yes! (laughs) I tell you, I'll come right there to you. Tell us how good he's been to you, my friend. Well, I was not looking for a church, and one day I just drove in here. And I've been coming here since. At least they haven't got rid of me. But uh, I had a spot on my lungs a few, few months back, about the size of a quarter. And they caught it on an x-ray, so they sent me up to the hospital to do a biopsy. And I'm laying there, and I'm waiting for the biopsy, and they took another x-ray and came back out. And said it's completely gone. (laughs) That is awesome. And you're healed. Amen. I tell you, isn't God good? Come on up here, honey. Man, I love you guys. Y'all are telling it. You're telling it. Tell us how good it's been. Um, Jesus is emotionally and mentally healing me and replacing lies for truth, showing me um, who I am in him. Yes. And that is awesome. Praise God. Anybody else want to tell something? Come on up here, honey. Tell us how good he is to you. God is so good. Each one of my kids have had significant things that he's healed each and every one of them for. And then just recently this year, um, I had a lump on my breast. Completely removed, cancer-free. Praise God. Glory. <laughs> See, these testimonies not only give glory to God, but it encourages other people. Anybody else? Anybody else? One more. Come on, tell us, honey. Woo! Come tell us, baby. Tell us. So a few years back, um, I was in a bad car accident, too. I ended up passing. The Lord brought me back, and I'm here for a purpose. And now I'm blessed with a beautiful family, and I couldn't be happier. Oh, glory. Glory to God. That's a miracle. All right, now. Let me ask you a question. Anybody else before we move to phase three? Praise God for what he has done. Gave some testimonies. Anybody got any more you want to say before we move? All right, come on. Tell us how good he is. Woo! When I was 17, I was in a really bad car accident. Had a head injury. Should be walking with a limp in my leg. All kinds of things. But nothing wrong. 100% healed and whole. Glory to God. That's beautiful. You know, we tried to have babies for a long time and finally had them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, listen, I want to ask you a question. This third praise is something you're believing God for. Keep that music going. Don't stop until it is. Something you're believing God for, and I want to ask you a, a question. How would you praise God? How would you praise Him? If you knew what you've asked Him for, 
was already on the way because it is. Come on. Let's see what you're going to do. How you're going to praise him. Come on, somebody. Turn that music up. Come on. Let's see how you could praise How would you praise him? <laughs> you might need to take off a little bit. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, praise him like you got it. <laughs> praise him like you got it. <laughs> because you do. It's coming to pass. Oh yeah! <laughs> Ooh, I'm telling you, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Oh, oh yeah! Come on, let's just warm, let's lift our hands in here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that their dreams, their petitions, their prayers, their needs are coming to pass in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now listen. In anticipation. I'm just going to sing you one more song. Is that alright? Because I believe. Based on our prayer this morning. And our, and our praise. That your testimony will be. Look what the pastor. Look what the Lord has done. How many of you have some expectations? Some things on the prayer burner. So to speak. Well it's coming to a boil. It's time. Right? So this will be your testimony. Crank that up. Let's sing this together. Come on. Crank it up. Oh. Look what the Lord has. That's what you're going to say. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise his name. Each day he's just the same. Hey. Look. Look what the Lord, that's what we're going to say. Look what he did. Look what the Lord has done. Hey, look what the Lord has done. Oh, he healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise his name. Each day he's just the same. Come help me praise him. Look what the Lord has done. Hey. Oh, I got it. I got it. You do. Got it. I got it. Hey, something about that Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Oh, yeah, we do. I got it. I got it. Hey, something about that Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I got it in my hands. Got it in my feet. Got it in my walk. Got it in my talk. Got it all. You can get a little free if you want to. He's still alive. God's not dead. Oh, he's still alive. God's not dead. He's still alive. I feel him in my hands. Feel it in my feet. Feel it in my walk, feel it in my talk, feel it all over. Hey, God's not dead, y'all. God's not dead, y'all. God's not dead. I feel it in my hands, feel it in my feet, feel it in my walk, feel it in my talk, feel it all over me. Hey, 
I got it. I got it. Woo! I got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> hey, something about that Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I got it in my hands. Got it in my feet. Got it in my walk. Got it in my talk. Got it in my hands. Got it in my feet. Got it in my Got it in my talk. Got it all over. Hey! Well, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Hey! He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise His name. Each day He's just the same. Come help me praise Him. Look what the Lord one more time hey look what the lord has that's what we're gonna say look what the lord has done oh he healed my body he touched my mind he saved me just in time oh i'm gonna praise his name each day he's just the same come help me praise him look what the lord Come help me praise him. Come help me praise him. Look what the Lord. Oh, come help me praise him. Come help me praise him. Look what the Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo. I'll tell you what. God is well pleased with your sacrifice of praise this morning. And man, you know, it just shakes that stuff off of you. You go out concentrating on the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God rather than all the junk. Are you with me? You guys have a lot to be thankful for. Thank you. Come back tonight. I won't keep you long. We're going to have a good time in the presence of the Lord. Your time of refreshing. Pastor, I'm going to turn it back to you. All right. God bless. Hey. Oh, come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Did you enjoy church this morning? Come on, praise the Lord. Have a seat real quick. Amen. Hey, listen, just real quick. We're going to take up an offering for Reverend Marty's ministry. So get that ready. I know it's hot. I know it's probably smelling like a gym in here right now. It's all right. Praise God. It's all family. All right. Come on. But here's something that I want to encourage you this morning. If you're here this morning... There might be some new people that we have not had the opportunity to get to know thus far. You might be here and have been for a while. And you might say, I've never known the victory that you talked about. I've never experienced the freedom in God. I don't necessarily know even if I know God. Do you realize that the victory that you heard about this morning, the joy that you can experience, only comes by having a relationship with Jesus Christ? You can only sincerely worship the Father when you have a relationship with Him. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to just take the moment. If you're here this morning, if you're watching online, if you've never received Christ into your life, I want to give you this opportunity this morning. So that you can truly have a celebration and knowing that you will be with the family of God in that day. If you're here this morning and you've never received Jesus... I want to give you that opportunity right now. Now, once again, on the count of three, when I get to three, if that's you, I want you to boldly raise your hand. We're not going to be looking around. I'm not going to embarrass you, call you up front, but I want to acknowledge your hand if you'll raise that. But listen, you might say, what does it mean to receive Christ? You might say, I believe in God, but you really realize believing in God is not just enough. 
the devil believes in God. You might say, well, how do I know? Well, the Bible says that one asked Jesus, how much, how must I inherit eternal life? And he said, you must be born again. That means born of water, which is natural birth, but being born of the spirit upon receiving Christ. And so if you've never confessed Jesus as Lord, today's your opportunity. If that's you here in this place, on the count of three, when I get to three, would you boldly raise your hand and say, I want to receive Jesus. I want to be in the family of God today. I want to truly have the freedom, the victory, and celebrate like I saw everybody else. Are you ready? On the count of three, one, two, three. If that's you this morning and you need Jesus, you want to say, I, I, I'm going to pray a prayer and receive Christ today. Will, will you raise your hand? Anybody in this place? Amen. Well, then I trust that we're all family this morning. Praise the Lord. What a celebration in that by itself. Amen. Come on, somebody. If you're watching online or listening and you would like to receive Christ, let us know. And we'll help you find a relationship with him. Amen. Well, it's that time where we have the opportunity to bless the ministry that has come in this morning. Have you been blessed? Are you glad that you came? All right. So let's take this moment. To honor the gift that we had this morning. To stir our faith. To encourage us. And to help us celebrate and go to that place of being free in God. Amen. Are you ready to give this morning? I'm going to pray over our offering. And then just hold tight and I'll let you go after we collect all the offering. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this offering. We thank you for the opportunity to be a blessing to Reverend Blackwelder and his ministry as you've called him to be a blessing to the body of Christ. We thank you that God as we give we do celebrate just the goodness of God in our life. We give you all the honor and praise in Jesus wonderful name and everyone said amen amen. Well that's it. Do you feel the glory? Do you feel the filling? I know you do. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and come back next week for God to move on your behalf again. Want to know more? Check us out online and our social media, all from our website, gvchurch.tv. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, and loving life.